And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. She's a writer and podcaster and the voice that convinced you to clean out your nose pores. It's Robin Shore. And he's a writer, one of the most feared sports uniform fashion critics and man who drinks his water out of a glass. It's Dave Damashek. Tone Zone is here and not wearing a robe. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. old nippy cheese puffs welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend that particular carbohydrate and I have to say I'm not I don't believe I'm familiar with the old nippy brand but they sound delicious was sent in on patreon patreon by Lisa Lowry lots of fun stuff on patreon we have bonus episodes of the friend zone just had Jenna Kim Jones on then I did a solo episode with myself I had been trying to book myself for months finally got me answered all your questions nothing off limits uh that's video and audio you get video of the Thursday show so this video zoom parties a level where you can text me and I'll text you back you can submit carbohydrates you can submit questions it's really an unparalleled Allison Rosen experience. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Sign up for an annual subscription. You get two months free, 12 That's months a good price of 10. Okay, let's get into it. I would like to say hello to my guest, Dave Damashek. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, before you say it, I know how excited you are about the start of NHL hockey season already. Your <laughs> schedule is full with all the football you've been watching. It's an embarrassment of riches. I I could almost choke on all the sports that I have consumed. It's mm. nonstop. My husband and my kids are tired, and the, the audience is tired of hearing me talk about it. But we'll get into that. Robin Shore, hello. Welcome it. back. Hello, thank you for having me back. I'm so happy to be here. So ex- in LA this time. I not know in New York. No, not Terrytown. <laughs> no, Daniel. Hello, Fancy. welcome back. Hello, I'm back. Tone Zone. Hello, I'm here, and I have started watching Squid Game now. Have you? Oh my God, okay, I have. listen. Oof. Now that I have gone around and said, I was reminded, I talked about this last week, I was reminded that the old way, look, I've been doing this show and I've been on this earth for so long that there's like the old way and then the new way and then all the ways in between. And then I, you know, I feel like I just reset every so often and I had forgotten that the way I do this is I say hello to everyone and then we get into it I had started getting into it before saying hello Mm. to everyone resulting in saying hello to Tony around minute 40 which put him in a troubling purgatory where he didn't know if he could speak or not I thought it was amusing but now we've oh did you I and look Maybe I enjoyed it, but now we've course corrected. So we have so much, so much, so much to get to. Let's just start. So much, (laughs) Dave. So much. All right. So much. Okay. Hell yeah. Let's just start. I'm biting my tongue because there's so much to get to. (laughs) You don't even know what it is, and you're already biting your tongue. That's what I call a great show. Listen. Uh, Okay. 
Tony Squid Game. So the debate has been whether Squid Game on Netflix, like the number one show, is scary or not. Because Daniel and I watch, we, I have, we're not watching it. We watched the trailer. It couldn't be more scary. And yes, yeah. I know that's now the second thing I've said. One off mic, one on mic. In Chandler intonation. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but, and Daniel said, this is scary to you? And I said, yes, it is. And he said, and I, I, he, to him, the only thing that's scary is horror. And then I'm like, okay, well, can you define horror? And he said something that's scary. And it was then that I knew that I wanted a divorce. But anyway, Tony, is it scary? Uh, to use your words. No, 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 no. Really? Scary? No. Thank you, Tony. Disturbing, tense, yes. It's it's very violent at times and everything. It's very dark. But it is fucking intriguing and i am fully in like everybody else really yeah even though you have to read the word yeah what's that you know robin's question is better go ahead i'm so sorry i just wanted to know if squid game was more or less more scary or less scary than the pumpkin behind you because that pumpkin is scary (laughs) tony (laughs) well i I, if that like what's on its chest that's uh that's uh, his uh his ribs Okay. It's a well, pumpkin skeleton. Your yeah. ribs are... Yeah. Tony, don't, don't, don't look now, but there's a pumpkin skeleton that means uh. business over your left shoulder. Yes. Now, Robin has pointed out, uh, I would say the fatal flaw, no offense and no pun, with your pumpkin skeleton, which is my son saw it and thought it was a pumpkin insect. So the ribs, hmm. the skeleton of the, the body needs work. Again, no offense. I, I none taken because I didn't make it's fake. It's not. I didn't make it. I just bought it like that. Even if you had made it, it would still be fake. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is anyone else here watching Squid Game? And can they refute I am. Tony's point? I, the first thing, the first question I have for everybody is: It scarier than um, the haircut I gave myself? It upsets my <laughs> wife greatly when I do it. I think uh, it's really decent of me to save our household some dollars, but even I can concede as I look at my um, at myself on our little Zoom chat here. I didn't do my greatest work ever here. I, I, I didn't do. It I looks didn't do good to me. Yeah, solid job here. I mean, Dave's I've hair. I've never seen you before. I've never seen your hair before, and it looks pretty good. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, that uh, that's just because you want to get along for the next little while here in this conversation. I'll say this though: um, Is it viscerally scary? No, it's disturbing. I think as the facts man just said there, the mm-hmm. statement it makes about uh, about human beings and all that. Here's something disturbing. Um, over the weekend, my 12-year-old boy <laughs> mentioned something about Squid Game, and I said, what do you know about that? And he said, uh, I mean, you know, I've watched the whole series. Oh, and my. I said, what? And I said, what? whoa, 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 whoa. You <laughs> wa- what are you talking about? You watched By the way, not said, to cut you off real quick, I have not finished it yet, so no spoilers. Just, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Um, fair. Um, but I kind of believe his claim that all of his peers have watched it. And then I feel like I'm in a weird spot of being, uh, you know, an old man of like, in my day, we w- 12-year-olds wouldn't have been watching that show. It's uber violent. Isn't it too much for a little kid? Plus the scary yeah. factor. Plus, you know, 
the the morality statement about like yeah everybody has uh has good morals and ethics so long as you don't challenge them existentially right i mean like so i feel like that's the enduring impact of the show especially on a 12 year old's brain like don't trust anybody because they'll roll over on you in a second right it's like everyone the, the message of everyone's grandparents unless you guys had different grandparents than i did um okay so what I'm hearing is it's disturbing, dark, and violent, which to me is scary. So, Tony, Dave, Robin, if you've seen it, Daniel, you can God speak no. if you want. God, no. Thank you. Um, <laughs> There's no chance. Robin, do you want to get together and braid hair while everyone else watches this show? Yes, yes please. I, what? Couldn't, I can't with Squid I, Game. I also... C- I couldn't watch um, Handmaid's Tale. I watched like two episodes, yeah. read the rest of it on Same. Wikipedia. By the way, I've all—I already know the spoilers that Tony doesn't know because I had to read like what happens in episode six. Everyone keeps talking about episode six, so uh. as as if I've seen episode six of Squid Game. Um, Tony, don't wear mascara that's not waterproof before you watch it. It is a—we are going to sob. Okay. <laughs> But right. I thought I did watch six. Oh, have you? Maybe, maybe I'm only. Right. I, th- I thought I was six in. Yeah, maybe I'm no. only five in. What, Daniel? I, I definitely don't go. Didn't go don't go a spoiling. I, we're not spoiling. Yeah, you've on. watched it. No, I haven't because I have to watch it in the dead of night after she's fallen asleep. That's a big one with my wife too. Like, we need a show to watch together. Like, really? Is that yeah. what it is? That what we're down to now? We it's need a show me, to Dave. watch together. We need something passively to sit silently near each other while other human beings do things. That's what sports are for. Well, have plenty I, of that already in my life. <laughs> and I don't know how it is. That's what love is in 2021. That's what love is. <laughs> it, well, it is. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how it is in Casa Damashek, but here uh, it starts out with we need to watch a show that we both want to watch. And then she promptly gets fully engaged in Twitter arguments or Instagram uh, fracases. And uh, I'm the only one watching it. <laughs> it, is a, it is such a weird thing. Why do we have to watch anything together? And it's somehow... Oh. I don't. I, I know this is uh, a conversation probably uh, better served in like 1990 when it was like, "Hey, men are one way and women are the other." But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it really is a weird thing. It really is a strange thing. This like, I I have no expectation that you care about the teams <laughs> I care about. I mean, it, it, uh, if you did, it would. I don't know how much it would change my life. I don't know if it would disincent me from watching on any level, but you don't care. You're apathetic. Why must I care about those things that are important to you? You know, it's a strange thing. I, I, why do we have to share television programs? Mm-hmm. It's very weird. It, that, that, it really feels like we're, we lack for something else to embrace together. Oh, but, we do. But Oh, you do? Each I, other, I hope. Probably, but, but listen... Daniel, I watched half of Val, the documentary, and I have not been oh. able to finish it because Daniel was annoyed that I watched it without him because he wanted to yeah, see it too. I want to see it. But I don't want to have to rewatch the first half, but I feel too guilty to finish the second half. So uh, now, just like Infinite Jest, I'll never ever finish it. 
So did you finish it somewhere around like Iceman, Top Gun? Which Val were we finishing? Where, where did yes. you leave Val? I think it was, uh, yeah, it was around Iceman, Top Gun. But then also, did yeah. you see, I did see the scene that was him in a, like, a high school musical. And I was like, my God, yes. he's so, he was so good looking. Yes, he I, went to Chatsworth High School, which we could talk, I mean, right wow. uh, right next door to where I grew up. So I had no idea until I saw that documentary. I've always but had a thing about, for Val. Oh, yeah. And I just literally, before I logged on, <laughs> I saw a tweet about him that uh, that Nell Scovell, I think, tweeted that said something like he should have never been an actor. He should have always been a director. And he was just an artist like ahead of his time. And uh, I think it's true. But that's just one one old Jewish lady's opinion. But then we wouldn't not, have had real genius. But it's not too it's late. True. You can still direct. This is true. Sure. He's he's great. He's underappreciated. He always has been. That documentary is is interesting. My wife said the same thing that uh, that you two did. They she swooned. She said, "Oh my god, what a handsome devil he was." I learned that Top Secret was his first picture. I didn't remember that chronology for his career. I would have guessed Real Genius and even Top Gun before um, Top Secret. And I'm just now realizing he was in two movies that start with the word Top. Um, but, uh, but either way, yeah, my, my, uh, more my wife's cross to bear is that, um, when we do try to watch shows together, I fall asleep within about 11 minutes of it. And then she ends up watching the full thing twice, at least. Mm -hmm. You're the me. You're the me in this relationship. Oh, okay. Does she take pictures of you? Why don't you stop by the crib? You and my wife can watch shows together. I'll be in the other room watching a hockey game. Listen, I will be happy to watch a show with anyone who will actually watch the show. (laughs) Are you more annoyed by my social media usage while we're watching a show or my falling asleep? The social media (laughs) thing is way more annoying. And you falling asleep is like, okay, fine. Because at least then it's on me to keep checking. If once you've fallen asleep, I can I can switch it. But if you're on your social media, uh, the following things happen. A, I'm constantly having to rewind because I'll go, I'll say something and you'll go, what, what? <laughs> and I'll be like, this thing. And you'll be like, I, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, you haven't been watching for the last 15 minutes, have you? And then I have to rewind it. Um, this is all true. Yeah. But w- one thing about Val I want to say is I was working at a company years and years ago when he was shooting Ghost in the Darkness. And I was working at the company that produced it, and the word was that 1991. Was, so that was thirty something years ago. You were doing that. Um, I think it was ninety five, but close. Whoa. Um, the uh, word was that he was really difficult and a nightmare to work with. And you hear this story about actors, you know, from time to time. And I'm starting to realize now that. A lot of the assumptions that I made or people made hearing those is based on what people like the people spreading that were probably the ones in the wrong. And the one that was crazy was just having a normal human reaction to someone who is being an asshole like, oh, Val was difficult. That just meant that he didn't like how he was being treated, you know, Um, but we never I'm just saying I'm sorry, Val. Sorry, well, I, I think I haven't gotten this far for aforementioned reasons, but I think the documentary kind of like, does he at the end of it? Do you think, oh, yeah, that guy was difficult or no? Yes. 
You definitely do. Oh, never they, mind. They, uh, Fuck you, Val. I think they could have made more of. <laughs> I think they could have made more of a meal of it. I think they they definitely they there's definitely a section mm-hmm. where it's discussed. But uh, other people that I know and respect that watch the documentary felt it wasn't accurate enough to describe his difficultiness. Interesting. Uh, so. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh my God, I was so taken with him. And da, 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 da. And my friend who's a guy was like, yeah, my wife was too. Like, it, like he saw right through it and we, we just saw his good looks. And that's how it goes sometimes. He's, re- he was really hot. Yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah. You know. Everybody did want to fuck him. And so that's why they kept him on set. I will say this. Including the lawyers. He, first of all, he was in that, the, the part of the documentary that I tuned out actually was, um, Island of Dr. Moreau. What a sure. what a what a heavyweight group of actors that was. You have Fat Brando and that guy, uh, what's his name? David Thewlis mm-hmm. um and uh and, and Kilmer. Kilmer, no stranger to to grade A thespians. You know, from Heat, he's in that one with uh, you know, De Niro Pacino and the rest of those guys. Um he is, I think it's fair to say at minimum, the most underrated of all the Batman. Yeah, Do you sure. think that's true for any Batman enthusiasts out there? No one ever people? mentions him. Hard to say because his Batman was yeah. terrible. Like the movie was terrible. So I disagree with that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think Two Face sucked. I think uh, what's his name, Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it's high camp. Spoiled. Yeah, if you like your Batman to be high camp, then it, yeah, maybe. Had a but good I thought soundtrack. he was all right with that. Yeah, right. right. Was um, the Val Kilmer Batman attached to the Prince song "Bat Dance"? Was that the same movie? Two movies Bat later. Da- Thank you, Tommy. I think that's Thank Clooney. You. I feel that was the Clooney one. No, that was the first Michael Keaton one. Michael Keaton was Bad Dance. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to place myself in cinematic mm-hmm. history. So Kilmer, Kilmer over Cruz is what you're saying. If you're taking your choice, two fellas walk into the room at the same time. You're, you're, you guys are eyeballing the flaxen-haired Kilmer I've and looking never, past Cruz. D- Robin, are we... Wait, are you? Sh- which, what does this face mean? This face means uh, if the choice is between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, it's not even a discussion, right? That's that, where I've never choice. I've never gotten the whole Tom Cruise uh, craze. Um, He's I'm never sorry, done. I got to bring me. this back to sports because we've got Dave on <laughs> for only a little, limited amount of time. Um, this weekend <laughs> there was a baseball game. Yes, at which. Uh, it was identified a Tom Cruise was sitting in the audience. Dave, was that Tom Cruise? That's sure, Giants what do you game. mean? It I'm didn't look sure anything like Tom Cruise. Yeah, it, He it, looked blonde or something like he was uh, doing a remake of um, what his was the face picture was of the like, overnight movie. He looked like a guy who kind of looks like t- Tom Cruise a little bit. Yeah, I kept seeing people it, making jokes that it was that. Uh, Norm Macdonald took over his body because yes. there was like a <laughs> Norm Macdonald quality to his face. Suddenly, it was he was very puffy, strange. like he'd had filler. I think it was yeah. puffy. It was puffy. this is it was this filler is one of my for people who are comfortable with their heterosexuality, fellas. It's a it's a it's a taboo subject for a lot of guys. Um, I have asked, you know, when the uh, when the New England Patriots were in the playoffs a handful of years ago. You surely know the name Tom Brady. You may not know Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of women think Jimmy Garoppolo even more handsome than Tom Brady. So I asked all the guys on the Patriots, who's more handsome, Brady or Garoppolo? And most of the guys were like, well, I don't have opinions on dudes. 
And I'm like, you don't have an opinion on which guy is more handsome? Surely you do. Of course they do. Of course they do. And then it's, well, here's the trick. You tell them who you think it is, and then they react to it. I'm like, I think it's Tom Brady. And they're like, really? I think Jimmy's got the better job. And they're like, oh, I I still don't. Um, To me, I can concede, like, I'm trying to think of even one who's a handsome devil, who who I know is a handsome devil. But I'm always struck by, like, I had no idea that that guy was considered attractive, like, the Maroon 5 guy is a good example. Oh, Adam Levine. People are like, oh, my God. We'd all kill for that. We'd all care, kill to share a bed. I'd murder you, Dave, to have one night with that guy. Like, what? This sounds oddly specific. I didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, if you, said, if you said Brad Pitt, I'd be like, okay, that I see. I've seen Legends of the Fall when he's all swaggery and like, I don't know I'm handsome like he's doing that bit. I get it. But... When there are other, some other names that come up, they're like, oh, he is universally regarded as one of the most handsome people on the face. I'm like, I would never have known that if you didn't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank Interesting. you. I didn't know. No, I'm just bringing up a subject if there are other <laughs> names that fit that category so, for the Thax man and Quants. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, I heard it from Sassy Magazine referred to, but for yes. in the other way, I'll explain. It's the whistle that only dogs can hear. And that's like when there's a woman and I've known them in my life where all guys are attracted to them. And you're like, what? I don't get it. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uma Thurman was that about 20 years ago. I didn't know anybody. They're like, she's the, she's the most beautiful. I'm like, Uma Thurman is and <laughs> lo- lost on me entirely. Mm. I, I, I don't, I don't see that one. Uh, J-Lo. I, I, J-Lo. Okay. Really? You don't see no, what J-Lo? Not wild. No, I mean, I see, I see that she's attractive adjacent. I don't hold her up as one of the most uh, beautiful creatures I've ever looked at. Right. Quants. I'm not going to let a, yeah, uh, I'm I, not going to let a sassy magazine reference just go by the wayside. Thank you, Robin. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, some of us had to, some of us were raised by a magazine and it was sassy magazine. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, just give it a googs yeah. and see what it was. And it was really a, a pretty great magazine to have as a horny teenager. Well, so Thax Man, Thax Man was she, raised on Swank magazine. There's <laughs> 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 little, little hui mixed in. Am I right? Oh, you know me so well. It's Wait, crazy. there was a Swank magazine, wasn't there? Yes, there was. And there was also a Wii. What was the French Wii? Right. What was Swank, oh, though? Right. Uh, some smut. Some smut. <laughs> was we all a guy who looks like me with my, with my mustache? Doing terrible things to a woman or women. Elliot earlier, so he was so cute. I was overhearing him play with our babysitter, and he's like, no, you're a naughty burglar. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking that, and I, the fact that these are like, that my next thought was this is, makes me feel uncomfortable, but I was like, that feels like a line out of a porn. You're a naughty burglar. And That's I a love good Halloween. Ref- and yes. I love they're ref- they're referring to it as a or her as a burglar instead of a robber or <laughs> right. a He's criminal. Oddly old fashioned. I don't <laughs> yes. know where he gets this. It's yeah. delightful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I learned something about Daniel over the weekend. I had a big weekend. I spent most of it fighting with real annoying anti-vaxxers on social media which is such a waste of time and i might get into that a little bit or i might not but in the midst of all this i learned something that i never knew about my husband and i'm going to share it with you all he 
hates, quote unquote, jangly music. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So are are we talking Rushmore? What are we talking? Like, you you were playing a song. I actually like, you mean the the soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtrack to Rushmore is very jangly. I actually really like that soundtrack. No, shoot, you were playing something from who? The Jayhawks? It was the Jayhawks. Okay, so. And it was just making, I just wanted to, this is like, turn it off. It was was like the Grateful Dead, that like, doinga, 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 that kind of music. I cannot, I just, it, I can't. I, I will throw myself out of a car if it's on. It was the album Sweet Relief. Does anyone remember oh. that album? Yeah, it has yes, tons it of- it was a benefit album, for, right? For Vic Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chestnut? Right. Vic Chestnut? For Vic that's, Chestnut. No, that's or Victoria. Right. That's a great album. Victoria Williams? Is no, there a- It was right. both of them. They both had Sweet Reliefs. Yes. Oh my God. Um- and the what made me think of it was I have also been spending too much time on TikTok. I'm a real young person these days. But into, and there's this little snippet of music that's like, you're just a scarecrow. And it, it remi- it's jangly. I'm sorry, Daniel. And it reminds me of something. And it reminds me of a song on Sweet Relief. So that's why I was re-listening to Sweet Relief, which I haven't... I used to love that album. haven't listened to it in a long time. And it came on in the car. And then Daniel... Became violent over the Jayhawks because he can't handle the jangle. I can't be responsible for it. What was that like? That defense that that person used once? It was like too much Coca Cola or something. The Twinkie defense? Murder someone? Something like that. I think you mean the the Twinkie Twinkie defense. defense. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. What quants then? Let's just establish your worldview here or your world (laughs) ear. Is um, what, what is music that does please you? Hmm. I mean, lots of different kinds of music. Uh, I like when people do the, like, I, what kind of music into every ninety-eight percent facts, man. This must be no. the the bane of your existence. Is like, what? <laughs> me, what do you? Do? I love everything. Like, do you? You love trance? You into? <laughs> you, you into Shania Twain branded uh, country music? You're into? You love it all? You like everything? <laughs> Quants. What depends do you on my mood. Lately, I've been going back and listening to old Radiohead. Uh, I like crunchy guitar, uh, sort of punk-influenced rock, uh, like the White There's Stripes. There's never a bad and, time to rock and roll, man. Uh, but, you know, I also like musicals, but I just, it, there are some specific genres that just really get under my skin. One is mainstream country, and mm-hmm. the other is jangly, like Grateful Dead type jam rock. And I actually like the Grateful Dead. You like this music, and, uh, and for some reason, it just gets. I just can't stand it. So, is it safe to assume, Daniel, that you're not going to be at the October 29th Hollywood Bowl show of John Mayer and Dead and Company? I don't even. I couldn't even tell you a single ha- John Mayer song, but anything. <laughs> he dead doesn't really- sing his songs with the Dead. He play. He just plays their songs. That See, sounds I would like a nightmare to, to me. That I can't. <laughs> but God bless if that's your thing. Uh, I just ugh. okay. Yeah. So Sweet Relief was Victoria Williams. That's who the, right. that album was for. Tony, can you find a song called "Lights" by the Jayhawks? This is the one that, and then oh, we have why? to assess because I want I want to assess how jangly it is, how Maybe truly I was just jangly it to the is. Jangly section. Maybe I'm not being fair. Well, we'll find out, won't we? The doinga, doinga, doinga. That I can't. 
Why do that in a song? Why? You should have so many choices. Why would you listen to that? All right. Patreon.com. So you can see Daniel's jangle face, his special. Time. And I don't mind harmonicas. Or oh, even see, bandos. I, I thought maybe those, it was. It's not the instruments. What is I it? Can, the... I can handle some Bob Dylan. It's the. <laughs> like, what? what? Are you a musician, Quants? No. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you don't have to. Obviously, you don't have to have served in the Senate to have an opinion on politics either, but it's got to be, Allison, do you sort of like, you don't know what you're talking about because as a musician, this is of high quality or Thaxman, do you ever berate uh, Quants behind his back for his <laughs> ill-informed opinions? I feel like this is the first time I've really heard his opinions yeah. on music. So I try, hmm. to keep, I try to keep a lid on it. Yeah, Is it one of those things, Allison, that you're kind of like... I've been there, done that. I don't want to talk. I want to talk about any subject other than music. As somebody who's been down that road and no. knows, no, I think punk, it's interesting. But your band was punk, right? Yeah, we weren't jangly, but I enjoy. It's just interesting to find out. It's a whole category of music that rubs him the wrong way. Whereas I, I, it doesn't bother me. But there are things out there, white people doing dances on instagram reels really bothers me like there are things where i'm like oh my god i can't racist. stand it what <laughs> racist it's just it's like the whitest thing it's just the most basic like basic bitch white kind of like i am into pumpkin spice look at my dance with my fiance i hate it <laughs> Live, it. laugh, love, and always have, kiss me yes. goodnight. Yes. Right. yes. I hate all of People that. People just experiencing joy. You hate that. So anyway. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm team Allison on this one. <laughs> Listen, penning your, your, um, your sincere happy anniversary note to your beloved and posting it on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, obviously the better move, and, I, and I've loved making fun of this and calling people out on this now for the better part of a decade and a half, is I love when people wish whatever, happy whatever, or, you know, to, to their mother, like, is your mother even on Twitter? <laughs> right. Who, who is this for? <laughs> this is what, who this is for is the performance of everybody saying like, see, that's a good guy. He know, you know, look at, look, he cares about his mom. That's that's bogus, and it has to be called out. Well, I agree. That said, everybody knows that all of your deceased relatives are on Instagram. So when you do a post about your grandfather and uh, say, Grandpa, I miss you. He I thought they it. were all voting in Arizona. That's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both. Um, so, okay, so we'll, I'll de- Daniel and I will definitely notice when it, it seems someone is protesting too much, like going on too much about how great their significant other is. Like, okay, what's actually going on? That being said, Daniel's move is to never post anything related to me ever. Correct. And I feel like maybe that's to going too far. Head. I don't want you to get a big head. Yeah, thank you. All or, right, listen. Or too confident in this relationship. 
Well, speaking of you on your t- right. Speaking yeah. of things like that, <laughs> confidence, getting a big head, all that, or a better segue. I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. You know that I'm. If you listen to me for any time at all, you know that I'm a big, big believer in therapy. Going to therapy is a lot like a lot of things we already do. Getting our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We get annual checkups. Go to the gym to maintain physical well. Again, I don't currently go to the gym, but I do exercise at home. But at times, I have gone to the gym, and every time I mention this, I get hung up on this specific point of the copy, and I really should just move on. In fact, the fact that I get hung up on it, what does that mean? It probably suggests that I have a lot of feelings about my physical fitness. And that's something that I could talk to with the therapist. See how good I am at this, you guys? This being knowing what I need to work on in therapy. And that comes from having been in therapy for a long time. So I look, I recommend it. I'm really all over the place with this. Better help. <laughs> look, right now it can be hard to, to it's really hard to start with a traditional therapist right now. They have crazy long wait lists. Also they're expensive. Better help. It's cheaper can be cheaper than a traditional therapist. Financial aid is available. Um, look, therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. I have two friends who are doing BetterHelp right now. They are finding it so convenient and so helpful. Why invest in in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Allison Rosen listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash best friend. I also want to talk to you guys about apostrophe. Apostrophe is prescription. It's a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. They also uh, offer other stuff to address other skin concerns. I don't really deal with acne much anymore. However, I wanted to do Retin-A. I've heard it's like this amazing thing for you know fine lines and skin texture and all the things that come with aging. Which I'm far too young for, but I mean, imagine a world in which I might want to address some of those things. So um, I uh, I used apostrophe, and I just filled out, did like a, a quiz online, filled out a quick thing, took three pictures of my face, two profiles, a straight on. I uh, got a little email saying that a uh, uh, you know that so and so is your dermatologist. She's put together a plan. They sent me the it's tret. Okay, by the way. I have been calling it tretinoin. I've been saying it's tretinoin, the generic retin-A. However, I have recently learned it's tretinoin, and no one mentioned this to me, so I'm going to assume everyone else believes that much in my pronunciation, or they all drop the ball. You guys, I've been saying it wrong for a long time now, tretinoin. Let every syllable have its moment, tretinoin. But anyway, I've been using it and I noticed recently, I've, you know, because I've been posting stories on Instagram and I looked at them and I'm like, do I, did I accidentally turn a filter on? I know this sounds ridiculous. I know this sounds silly, but I'm being like, I, this literally happened. I literally 
three stories in a row now, I've wondered, did I put that special like filter that makes you like I, my skin's kind of like glowy and also it's perfect. Look, we have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit. Then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Wow. That's apostrophe.com slash best friend and use that code best friend to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, you guys. So wait a second. Quants, just uh, (laughs) make a little note there. Mm -hmm. First night of Hanukkah. Got you some Retin-A. Yeah. Yeah, write that down. With Tretinoin. When is Hanukkah? Because, listen, you guys, I've always done Christmas. I've only ever done Christmas, but I feel like I want to do both this year. I'll tell you once I Google it. last name is Rosen. I know. It's a ridiculous ridiculous story, Dave. Oh, boy, Allison, this is breaking Hanukkah news. I have breaking Hanukkah news. Is it like tonight? Is this one of those special years when it it starts in the month of November? That's always exciting. It starts the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. That's so soon. Wow. Yeah. A few years ago, I feel like it was like, thanks. It's so early. It's too early. We got to let Thanksgiving just have its own runway. Uh, We we have this one holiday where, you know, it's about enduring and and letting that light burn for seven days. And I feel like we're going to be in the shadow of Thanksgiving this year. Judah Maccabee, the hammer, he came down from the hills and vanquished someone or other. I know that part. I remember that from Hebrew school. Me do my half tower for you. Yeah, so the the Jewish holidays are on a lunar calendar. Is that what why they're always different? They are. How does that they, work? Do you have like a lunar calendar somewhere? What? No, that, I don't. I can't pretend that I do. Aren't the aren't we on like year fifty six hundred or something like that? It's like fifty seven eighty two or eighty four or something. Look who knows her stuff. And I'm not even that Jewish. So more yes. Jewish than me, apparently. But all right, more. But we're both more Jewish than Rosen. What in the hell? Never celebrated Hanukkah. I, and her th- name is Rosen. This is a, an ins- this is an insane story that I have told before. I didn't know I was Jewish. I know it doesn't make any sense, and I feel I feel all sorts of ways about it. I didn't know I was Jewish until I was in my early twenties. My family didn't want to be Jewish. So they just said we weren't. And I, and nothing made sense. And then the lies got more and more weird. And then finally, uh, I said to my mom, I said, can you tell me again how it is that we have the last name Rosen? We have relatives that died in the Holocaust. We look Jewish, but we're not Jewish. And she said, what? You love deli food? Yeah. I mean, everything, like everything about us was very, like, I think my dad speaks Yiddish. Like everything about us was very Jewish, except (laughs) when I would say, are we Jewish? He would say no. And I'm like, okay, you'd never lie to me. So I believe that, even though it makes no sense. My whole life, people have been, when I worked at Sam Goody, the music store, they scheduled me to work on Christmas because they're just like, there's just no way that she, you know, um, Anyway, what was my point? Oh, yeah. So she said, I said, how is it, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you'll have to ask your father. And that was the first time I was like, oh, something's happening here. So anyway, yes. So uh, I am Jewish. However, I like know nothing. I'm like someone who is, I'm like Mowgli. I was raised by wolves. And now I'm trying to enter polite society. But 
in terms of like every my upbringing wasn't had nothing to do officially with any Jewish holidays or anything Jewish except that like we're kind of like very Jewish culturally but you not know who the did know you were Jewish while you were growing up my dad your dad and all of the blonde people who lived in uh, Newport well that's and the thing. God and God and God that's the thing is that I've been told I'm Jewish and the and the pumpkin with ribs I have to figure he knew Oh, that pumpkin's all. a Nazi. He's coming for you. I in yeah, college, know, I, know. I got I I would always get mailings for Hillel, the like on campus <laughs> Jewish society, and I'd be like, I'm not. And I remember saying it loud, like for the love. Of, I didn't say for the love of God, but it was just like, I'm not Jewish. Like why? Does Jesus think Christ, I'm, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> why does everyone think I'm Jewish? But uh, so what I feel is with this fakakta brochure for Halal? <laughs> I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I feel silly about it. Like I want to call everyone I ever told that I wasn't Jewish. Well, and and just say like, oh hey, it turns out I, you were right. I was. So anyway, though, sorry real- to interrupt you with that side thing. So what? what but Christianity or or nothing? Nothing. When you were up. Slash. Quaker for a little while because my dad went to a Quaker college and like I in Dave's face I I know look I like what does that entail I like Society of Friends um it entails going to I forget like I forget now what they call it first first service or something and you sit in a room quietly and then when you're moved to speak you stand up and speak oh god yeah and then (laughs) you sit back down. So that's what the adults do, but the kids. I might be went a Quaker. Like, I'll just hold court, and <laughs> yeah. nobody can go anywhere. Like you're stuck. That's you, our religion. That's the thing. We're you, Quakers. You can say. Now let me tell you my thoughts on the best fruits to eat in life. <laughs> and then. So, if I wanted to do Hanukkah this year, just real fast, what does it involve? I know there's a menorah. I know it's eight days. You got your menorah, you got your candles, you got your dreidels. Okay. Um, it's eight days. You could do little gifts for your kids for eight days. A deck of cards. If you're my mom, some socks. You know, this was always an opportunity for the Jewish mothers to sort of passively aggressively tell you what you needed new things of. Um, See, my mom's been putting all that in my stocking. Socks, shaving cream, razors for the men. Um, all that has been going in the stockings. Yeah, for me, it was lipstick because I looked dead if I didn't have lipstick on my face. (laughs) So just subtle, passive, aggressive, more aggressive hints at what you could be doing better at. And there's songs. There's I had a little dreidel. Oh, Hanukkah. Oh, Hanukkah. We can I can help you with that stuff. And then I think the most important thing is the latkes, the potato pancakes, which surely you've had. Yeah, had to have. I've had all this stuff. You've had all this stuff. We just need to localize it. Yeah, I just put need it to organize at the same time. It's a problem of organization. It was yes. it was torture for me in elementary school. I was the only Jewish kid, um, and everybody I think like in elementary school had the had the, the music class once a week. Like you would go to the yeah, and she'd sit at the piano and you would do sing alongs with her. And then when the holidays would roll around Christmas time, you would sit there. And I didn't understand, like, I was morally conflicted as a seven-year-old. Like, it was like, I, I wouldn't say, like, I really wouldn't sing. I would, like, silent night. 
Christ. I wouldn't say Christ the Savior is mm. king because he's not. I'm this guy's savior. Nothing. <laughs> so I didn't say it, but I, I would leave that alone. I would just make sure nobody could hear me talking about G. I went like I, I'm going to just go quiet on the Jesus stuff, you know, because he he ain't king of nothing in in this guy's. Anyway, but anyhow. I went along. I'd go like dancing through the snow. I would participate. But then she would, about like two thirds of the way through the class, this is what she would do. I, I remember it. Obviously, it, it uh, put a mark on me. She would say, like, now everybody, let's sing a song for David. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> oh, no. I'd be like, what in the hell? And no. then, and it would be, it wouldn't even be the dreidel song, which is pretty snappy. That's a maybe a little jangly for quants, but a pretty good song. Like, like, Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, I everybody knows that one. But, the, play, yeah. but the other one, the bad one, is the Hanukkah one. Like, Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light them. And I let the bridge of that song <laughs> makes me crazy. And while we are waiting, the candles are burning low. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. To remind us of days, Some days long ago. And then everybody would be like, ah, we hate David and everything he stands for. And That's, his song seems sad. His songs seem like funeral dirges. Do you think that's why Judaism hasn't caught on more in America? That yes. the songs aren't more upbeat. Yes, I think. It, I think the whole thing. It's like, as far as I know, I know nothing about right. Catholicism really, from except from the outside looking in. But um, it seems to me that the Catholics, like the whole the whole year, is like repent. Because you done wrong, and then mm-hmm. the holidays come around. It's like, okay, take a look, have fun. Now, right. now you get to have fun. The Jews' approach is the exact opposite. It's like right. celebrate life, but when the holidays get here, you better feel bad for what you did. <laughs> well, also, yeah, like, yeah. Well, the Happy Christians New all- Year. We have Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah, you're feeling great. It's the Jewish New Year, and yeah. then we're gonna slap you in the nuts a couple of weeks hey, later what, with Yom Kippur. What are we celebrating? What's Purim about? <laughs> it's the time that there was a, a attempted mass extinction of our people. <laughs> just the first, just one of many right. attempts. Well, it's like, hey, become a Jew, and you will look forward to more attempts at mass extinction. Also, the Christians yes. have like a hot like spokesperson. There's no like, sure, you know. Sure. Is uh, that Jesus? Like, Jesus, yeah. Is uh, our spo- spokesperson <laughs> Jackie Mason? I think Jackie uh, yeah, Mason's exactly. our spokesperson. <laughs> or if you're um, a Hasidic, it's uh, Rabbi Shearson or whatever his Schne- name is. Menachem Schneerson. John, Lo- John Lovitz. You know, I don't know. <laughs> There's one holiday where you like wave a terrified chicken over some people to remove their sins and then slaughter it, but some of them do it with like coins instead. Wait, what? Yeah, a Jewish <laughs> holiday? Yes, because Why would they replace it with coins, though. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. Come on, people. Do you but not you have any self awareness? I think want- because I've been watching a very Jewish kind of tone show about uh, called Scenes from a Marriage. If you've been watching that, it's uh, it's been good, ponderous, but but good. Um, I think that's 
if I, I've never heard that before, that might be a divorce. Is that a Jewish divorce? <laughs> thing? For real. I think there's something they, they mentioned, like you have to wave a thing over the no, head or something. I think it's called what? Capero. Tony, can you look it up? It's like K-A-P-P. I saw our neighbor. It was like shortly after our dog had died. And so I was like very sad over that. And then I saw a chicken across the street. And I'm like, what is happening? And there was just like a large, a large Hasidic man chasing a chicken or I can say this, I'm Jewish, chasing a chicken around his yard. Wait, that's I- Rocky too. That's in the, <laughs> in the training sequence. Balboa is forced to chase around a chicken mm-hmm. by Mickey Goldsmith, who is Jewish. Yeah. And oh. so then I'm like, there's some holiday today. And I looked it up and it's like, I think it's called Capro or something. Right. But there are a lot of modern day Jews who are like uh, very opposed to doing this with a terrified chicken. But anyway, I was I was reading about it on Instagram or something, and I was thinking, this is very. And this is not going to be a surprise to anyone, but it's the first time I saw it this way. This is very ancient shit. Like this yes. is ridiculous. This is like praying for rain. No offense if you do that or whatever. I mean, this particular holiday is silly to modern people. What is happening here? This did make sense a long time ago, but we don't need to port this one over. No, I, I'm just. Con- I feel like I. My sister happens to be like a very observant Jew. Oh, she and I might feel know this like- one. She might know the answer. I was I was at her house the last time I was here, and it was Rosh Hashanah, and the smells were in my nose, and I had to get out. I had to get out. Uh, oh, what are the smells? Just the smells of like a brisket that's been sitting, getting moist for three days, and, and potatoes and all the sides, and the smell of dysfunction. Make that boner smell. sound again, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But actually, you know, Allison, what I want to say is you were in your 20s when you were discovered you were Jewish, and I have the most, like Dave, like a very distinct memory of being, I went to a Hebrew day school for two years where they taught you Hebrew in the morning and English in the afternoon, and then my parents parents realized I could barely speak English, so I went to a regular school. But I re- the very first thing I remember learning in kindergarten was that they were like, we're going to have a slideshow. And I was like, oh my God, a slideshow. I'm in fucking kindergarten. This is incredible. We do slideshows. And they turn on, like the first image is a bookcase. And then the second image is like the sliding away of the bookcase. And then they tell us the story of Anne Frank. And we're so young. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> And it was just like slides of like Anne Frank's life and then like mass destruction. And we were so we were so young, but they they really drill it into you at an early age in yes. some institutions. Wait, that's too much information. That it is. And that sure way that is. was at your Hebrew school where they showed that or that was it at was your at regular school. Regular. It was day school. So it was in the Hebrew portion of my, of I my see. day. Well, I yeah, the, I love the idea that they teach you about Anne Frank. That's the way my mother who wasn't even born Jewish. She was uh, converted when she married my father, but she has that spirit. She loves (laughs) to tell a story. Her her stories are the best because she's like, hey, you know, uh, Joe Schmo, you you would probably remember him if you saw him. His, uh, you know, beautiful wife like lovely one they had two little kids two little kids just nice nice people bump we i bump into them at the grocery store and everything walks out into the middle of the street hit by a car now <laughs> doesn't have one arm doesn't have one leg i mean what, what can you do like, <laughs> right the hell kind of story is that to set up like for for 
for for five year olds. Like, see Anne right. Frank, nice girl. Could have been right. could have been you. Could have would would have been friends right. with you. You know what? Dead now. Right, Robin. Killed. You love books. You have a bookcase in your room. Have you ever slid <laughs> your bookcase aside and gone into the secret portal that's behind your kit? Good, try it. The weird <laughs> the weird thing is that I grew up with a very distinct like knowledge and sense and sadness over the Holocaust and knowing that my mom's mom's family, like, a, you know, my mom's mom made it over, but the rest of her family didn't. And so I had a connection to it, but I, it was like cognitive dissonance, but also somehow I'm not Jewish. Like it doesn't make sense. I but like that. I like you, like how far this would go. Like you, you're, you're at your bat mitzvah doing your huff Torah. <laughs> like, like just do it. I mean, you're not, we're not Jewish, but just, just do it. Just go ahead. Finish it. Now we're here. May as well. So, Tony, I found this holiday. Did you also find it? Yeah. Okay, let's hear what Tony says. Oh, are you talking about Caparo, the Yom Kippur tradition of chicken twirling? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Literally yes, one of the sounds... headlines I see. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it says it's a customary atonement ritual practiced by some Jews on the eve of Yom Kippur. Uh, this is a practice in which a chicken or money is waved over a person's head, <laughs> and the chicken is then slaughtered in accordance with... Because chicken used to be money. Chicken or money. It's a, it's a game <laughs> show. A game, total game. <laughs> Who would host Chicken or Money? Chicken or Money. It's going to be Jackie like Gordon Ramsay or Jackie. Yeah. 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 One of those. Oh, my God. And you know what? If there was a podcast called Chicken or Money, I would listen to it on my Raycons. There's so much going on in the world, whether, it, again, I'm the queen of segues. Don't forget it. Whether it's stuff you're excited about or stuff you'd rather not think about. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, I personally can't get enough of the Avita soundtrack. I also can't get enough of Bo Burnham's inside. Sometimes I listen to heart and I'm going to listen to this new podcast that we just talked about called Chicken or Money. Uh, look, whether you use your Raycons to pump up, wind down, work or work out, Raycons are my go-to for on-the-go audio and the new everyday earbuds look, feel and sound better than ever. Uh, they come with different ear pads so you could they're like you can get a perfect fit. They have a super smooth amazing look it's a they call it a rubble rubber oil look to the case uh and optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit these are impressive before you even start listening and you get three sound profiles pure mode balanced mode and bass mode and then there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead right now allison rosen listeners can get 15 percent off their raycon order at buyraycon.com slash best friend that's buyraycon.com slash best friend to save 15 percent on raycons buyraycon.com slash best friend i also want to tell you guys about olive and June's Manny system. I had seen them on Instagram for a while, hadn't tried them. Then they became a sponsor. I tried them. I got the Manny system. I am such an Olive and June convert. Their polish lasts longer than I had back in my days of getting manicures, of going to play. I had started doing gel manicures because other I'm sort of rough on my fingers and just a regular manicure for me didn't last. I had heard that Olive and June manicures don't ship and I was like, how is that possible? I put it on and I truly just let it go. I just I put my kids in and out of their car seats, which is hard on your nails. Like I did everything I would normally do and it did not chip 
for weeks. Uh, and then I looked it up and it turns out it has a higher resin content than other polishes. And that is, I think, I mean, that in addition to other stuff is why it just, uh, it just, it's crazy how long it lasts. And then I watched a little video on their website. It's like Manny 101 on how to give myself a perfect manicure. Look at my Instagram, Instagram.com slash Allison Rosen. You can see the manicures I've given myself. I think those pictures alone are, are making people want to go out and get this because it is crazy what a game changer the Manny system is. It's amazing. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive in June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash best friend and use code best friend for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's oliveandjune.com slash best friend. O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D. J-U-N-E dot com slash best friend code best friend for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash best friend code best friend. That's a good deal. Okay. So we need Dave. You mentioned that your 12 year old son is watching Squid Game. Well, I'm going to tell you something else that the young people are doing. I don't know if your son is, but apparently the young people are all doing this. Tony, could you play something? I know we have like multiple news jingles because I feel like this might be news or everyone already knows. Could you play something to indicate news? It's the news with Allison. Allison Rosen is your best friend. Breaking news. Too jangly. Ooh, Daniel, okay. do you find that to be jangly? I'm okay with that jangly. Tony, do you have the other one? Let's let's rate it on a jangle factor. Uh, what is jangly. the other one? I feel like that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. It What's goes it news, 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 news with Allison. We could do the one from Broadcast News. Do it. Which one do we like better? I like them one. both. I'm not gonna. I I don't think there are any losers there. I think okay. uh, two for two. Nice Thank job you. by the Thax man. By Th- the way, Quant, you mentioned me. those are actually oh. Trap Dog. We oh. got Trap Dog for the OG jingle jangles and Tone Zone for the new ones. Quants, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. I wanted Story to mention day. from uh, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I recently <laughs> announced. To, I'm sure to the, uh, um, you know dignity and uh and otherwise of everybody involved with radiohead okay computer one of my Mm. 10 favorite records of all time bold congratulations everybody associated with the band (laughs) right isn't it well i'm sure they've been waiting all these years for you to weigh in i didn't want to i didn't want to you know overreact in the moment be a prisoner of the moment i i I let it sit for there might be less 22 years or so yeah. But I like that you slid it in after we played the news because it the news theme because it is newsy, Dave. It's news Thank to you. me. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, I, as far as that goes, we're coming up on the Shecky Awards where we have to announce ooh. fruit of the year and um, you know worst food to eat after you brush your teeth and oh my God. best alphabet letter, worst alphabet letter. You know. It's oh exciting. my God! It's an exciting in the home stretch here. Well, this is, is you are yeah. speaking yeah. my language because we. What is the worst? <laughs> food to eat while you're driving no after you brush your teeth what's the worst food to eat at when you're driving I yeah mean, no that's something that has come up on this spoil the shekis so yeah like the- no i these i go i use zig isaac this is a different direction i got you i got you i mean probably um 
I, I unless you go with your own digits, I think sushi probably wouldn't be a great choice. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I don't. I don't think you want to be trying to work the the chopsticks and and hoist your um, your salmon sashimi while you know and dipping it while also navigating on the uh, on the one hundred one freeway. Right. That's off the top of my head. A bowl of cereal would be hard. Would be a good. bowl of soup. Yeah. A bowl of soup. Bowl of soup. Hot, that's the- you're right. Even worse. You know, a bowl, a hot bowl of soup. We had thought like salad or spaghetti. But then someone wrote in with soup, and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Um, Muscles. Muscles. Oh, yes. A little fork, you know? Yes. We already had the whole discussion about lobster and drawn butter, so I'm not Mm going to go into that space. We did? Didn't we? I thought thought we talked about that. I talk about it a lot. Does this ring a bell for anyone? No, we have not talked about drawn Mm -hmm. butter in this episode. But have we? Well, I just, just, I'm resentful that, the restaurants of the world dupe people over and over again to go pay whatever the restaurant decides if market price on the lobster, whatever pay to whatever it is like. Yeah. Would you love it if it didn't have the drawn butter there? Cause you know what else yeah. tastes good when you dip it in drawn butter, everything. Okay. So let's Red. stop wasting our money. We're not dupes. We don't need the lobster. Give me a get. You know what? Hold the lobster. Give me the drawn butter. And, uh, and, Slice up some some of that nice bread that you put down on the table. That'll be enough. That, yeah. that, it'll taste good. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy the meal as much, perhaps more so. I'm, I'm with, with you, you on the lobster thing, Dave. I mean, the lobster is very overrated in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. showing yeah. that I'm a woman of the people, I could just enjoy caviar fixins. I don't need the fish eggs. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you? Everyone relates, right? I don't even know what the fix. I didn't even know they it's had like the bling, which is like a I've little. It's like a little no, pancake. You just want bread. Yeah, a, I want bread with like creme fraiche or sour cream, chopped up onions, lemon, and chopped up egg. What about just a restaurant girl. just called Fixins? I would don't get the thing. Yes, <laughs> you get all the Fixins though. I would. I'm very vat very drawn, Big yeah. vat of drawn butter. Yeah, the what, no lobster, just fixins. Or like, a yes, and it after fixins becomes a wild success, they could have a connected, you walk through fixins and you get to toppings. And it's just yes. a frozen yogurt place with just toppings. Just toppings. I'm with you. And there has to be mint scrapple there. I know you've talked about scrapple on your show. I feel like you have. I don't know. No, 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 no drinks. I mean, just a, maybe it's just a glass with ice in it. Yeah. That's a, or, or just like an empty with just a straw in it. Nothing to no liquid. Wait, are you talking no. about Wait. scrapple? The scrapple, like the, the, the meat pork product? product? No, at least in the valley in the eighties and nineties, there was something called it was it was back then it was called mint scrapple. Mint scrapple at, oh, scrabble. at uh, scrapple. Sorry, with a p. Yeah. Uh, I- at yo- yeah, at yogurt and video, which was the place that I wanted to work at, but never got a job at. You either worked yogurt on the yogurt side video? or the video side. <laughs> <laughs> at yogurt and video, they had this incredible thing called mint scrapple, and it was like hardened rice krispies, but yes. with chocolate all over it. I've and seen Oreos this mixed like in chunks. Yes, I've chunks. seen. I've seen this at yogurt places. And Wait, Philadelphians yeah. have scrapple, and that's like some meat concoction, right? Yeah. That, right that has right. nothing to do yeah. with the with what is very this different. Is. But who knows? This whole thing at yogurt and video could have been meat products that I was eating unaware. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something: is uh, 
I th- we were uh, eating um, a tiramisu the other night as a family. Oh. Um, we were uh, finishing our meal, and um, I uh, and, and we had a tiramisu. Tiramisu has the greatest range in presentation in the in the forms it can take. Right, mm. <clears throat> like a cheesecake, there, it, it's always going to be a slice of of cake. You know, yeah. That's another debate whether it's a pie. You know. It is, I think. But anyway, but the the tiramisu, I mean, it can come in all manner. It can come in like a cookie shape. It can come in a cup. You could get a square wedge thing of it. It's Mm. very, um, it's versatile. I don't love it. I don't happen to love it. I I find that the chocolate powder stuff that they put on top of it, it it actually makes me cough. Yes. Hmm. That's a fun fact. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. (laughs) And they never tell you ahead of time. Like, are you going to get your tiramisu in a goblet or are you going to get it in a square on a plate? And I would like to know because in a goblet, it's more puddingy. On a plate, it's more cakey. I'd love to send it back. Oh, I I wasn't aware it was going to be delivered. I was actually once at a restaurant. It's only in movies I thought that this sort of thing existed. I was once out... um, on a double date and it's one of the many reasons I hate double dates. And, uh, the woman who we were there with, actually they brought the bottle of wine. She tasted it and she was like, I don't care for that. It wasn't rotten. It wasn't like the wine was spoiled or anything. She just, she didn't like the way it, it it hit her, uh, her taste buds. And she sent it back. I was like, what in the hell? What, what, what kind of move is that? People actually do that in the real world. I, I was ashamed. Wait, this was your date or your friend's date? No, my friends. Um, did you guys go out ever again after that? No, we didn't. No, I, I have not been on a double date period since. May, I, I maybe, maybe like once or twice since. I really don't like. It's not a good number, like because you're with somebody. The double date, like you're there with somebody, so obviously you can't have side conversations with that person. So you either talk to the group or you get stuck talking to just one person, and you know then you're really riding on the strength of that person conversationally. And obviously, as anybody listening here can tell, I'm, I'm, an, I'm annoying to talk to. So <laughs> that math doesn't work out. Like triple dates or more are, are more comfortable for me because I can hold court to like maybe just one, maybe to half the group, whatever. But it's, it's a lot of pressure. You yeah, know, what? The double date. What is the point of a double date? I'm trying to think if I've ever... Daniel, have we ever been on a double date? It's fun. I mean, you get to meet dance some friends. They're my friends. She's my good friend from work. Like, yeah, but <laughs> that sticks me having to talk with him. And I, you don't know him. And so you can't vouch for him. And right. I'm going to get jammed up with his boob. What do I have to... What, what, what did I do to suffer this? Goes back to what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll stay here and just watch games. All right? I'll just be here at the... Uh, you don't have to watch me. Not in, like, but I don't need to talk to the significant of, other of your friend for two and a half hours of my life. Right. right. Daniel and I, I went to, we, I think we went to sushi and a movie and we saw Ad Astra and I really hated that movie and I know that some people like it, but no, I did not. With our friends who are a couple, but I don't consider that a double date because like we're yeah. there, we were already friends with them. It's more like, hey, wanna, let's just all go to dinner in, the, in a movie. A double That's, date is a really old fashioned term right yeah, like because right. i don't know it's like burglar yeah like <laughs> you naughty <know>. burglar <laughs> two married couples going out together is that a double date no is really. that just friend going out with your friends uh if it's a double date it just feels weird and it's like almost a borderline up. creepy to me 
Right. It's like it's a yeah. blind date for couples. Right. So it's more like, yeah, young, like new couples. But then if you're if it's yeah, new, because you young new couples, it's like, with. ooh, let's parade our coupleness out in front of other people. Double date. Ugh. I will say I, I without I can't divulge too much information, but my wonderful boyfriend and I have been out on two. Bl- essentially, for me, they were blind double dates. Let's just put it that way. And I think that's a, it's a tough position to be in if you don't know any of the players involved. And I think. I think a lot of the times, and I'm going to sound really gendered here, it's organized by the women who are like, oh, my God, our husbands would really like each other. Our partners would really like each other. Let's all get together. And you're sort of making your husbands now be on a blind date, which is tough. So I think it's always good to start with a well of people that you might know together. Uh, then just be like, that couple seems cool. I just, I also feel strongly that at this point in my life, I can't really make new friends. (laughs) And... (laughs) And you just have to really consider who you're going out with. It's like the, it's like the, right. this is a very industry thing. Me with my caviar and industry talk. What am I trying to do here? But anyway, it's like a, it's like the general meeting of dates. Yes. What are we yes. doing? It's vaguely, you're being judged, but you don't know exactly how. Plus, that's Correct. like a very what you're describing, Robin, is a very female way of approaching male friendships, which doesn't yes. work. Like guys, Correct. you know, guys can't aren't going to be getting along, or it's not the best way to introduce two guys to have them sitting across from each other at a dinner table. What you want to do? What, do they have to wrestle? This is a well. This is a a tip for the the gals out there who want who know a couple guys that might be friends. Uh, just have them watch TV together in a crowded room with beer. And they don't have to Perfect. look at each other. And then exactly. they'll just be like, hey, and then they might sort of like get, you know, and then they'll he's, sort of. I, Katie says he's really into sports and <laughs> he loves, you know, and he's from that part of the, like, I, please don't set me up with a guy. Please. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. I'm really not tough. going to arrange a friendship for me. I really, no. I, I don't want that. And Robin, your point about making friends, like, I, not, I furthermore, not only am I incapable of making new friends at this point in my life, I, I think back, how did I ever make friends? I can't, I, I, I can't, how did, how did any friendship ever start? I can't recall where it went. Like, and like, I mean, at any age, third grade, like, you want to come over right. to the house and play wiffle ball? Maybe. But like, after that, like, when did it ever, when did it ever strike anybody like, Want to hang out tonight? Yeah. You want to <laughs> make? Want to go friends. watch the game at a bar? Like I can't imagine myself doing that now. No, it's uh, that's why I personally like to hang on to the friends I've had forever. And if I'm at a double date with a cup on a double date with a couple that I don't know. I'm I'm sitting there doing a catalog of like, oh, we could be out with this couple or these people or I could be catching up with that person. Instead, I'm having a general meeting with a couple who <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Here's what I'll say. At the last sort of blind double date I was on, there was a moment that was so awkward and we were outside and I didn't know how to get past the awkward moment. And I looked up and there was a billboard for Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. And it, I was just like sitting there and I was like, so anyone see free guy? Like I just I I couldn't I couldn't get out of the thing that was so awkward and mm-hmm. and was pulling from the sky. But you because, can't tell us what it was. 
I actually, it was, it was just an awkward moment that, uh, it, that if we had all been friends or had known each other before or had met through circumstances that were more familiar, that it wouldn't have been awkward, but we just weren't a match. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. A- Who were these people? Name them by name. <laughs> I, I literally can't. I don't even remember. No, that's terrible to say. They are very nice people. So, I mean, oh God, free guy, free guy, say something about free guy. One of the, I, one of the, I hope. Oh, look at this, Robin. Remember her from dinner? She's the one who was a big free guy fan. <laughs> we should listen. Let's let's see what she does professionally. I, Did you see I, it I yet, hope that's Robin? happening right now. I hope they are listening right. to me say these words right now. And if they are, just know she doesn't know who you are because she detested you that much. <laughs> Right. And then your mom, Dave, is going like, have you heard Robin who loved free guy? She walked into the street and lost her legs. <laughs> she hated the date so much. She lost her, all of her legs and has, a, has, <laughs> has no nose left. Robin. Yeah. Her husband, her new boyfriend. Really great. I mean, they, you know, unlucky in love. And then they found each other and they were really yep. happy. Got engaged and everything. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what happened to him? MS. MS. <laughs> MS. You, you, no. you never know what's going to happen in sickness and in health. It's true. But let's just and go. Same time, they're in the hospital treating him. They, they think they're going to. Then Robin, all of a sudden, she feels tired. Lupus. <laughs> she dies right there. He was the one that was sick, but she was the one that died. But right before they died, they had a deathbed marriage, which is what I always say I'm going to have with Sam. <laughs> is like people are like, are you guys getting married? And I'm like, I mean, when I had food poisoning and I was in the hospital earlier this summer, I was like, we should get married <laughs> because I'm about to die. Um, but like Mary Lou Henner did that. I think there's something very romantic about being like, I've been, you're terminally ill. Just get married then because then it's not going to last very long. Did it work out for Henner? a whole other episode. <laughs> what? Is Mary Lou still hitched? She is not. He died shortly after their deathbed marriage. That's why we haven't gone on a double date yet. <laughs> Play the boner sound effect. <laughs> okay, so speaking of boners, um, the thing I was going to tell you guys in the news, have you guys heard of soaking? No. As in the I'd bathtub? S- no. I, I know it only because Sarah Silverman tweeted something that had those that word in it, and I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary. So, evidently, this is a thing that young people... Is it young people, or is it TikTok people, or I is feel it like it's a Mormon religious thing. people? It's, more, okay. it's like, because it was a... She was tweeting something from BYU, saying, uh, right. basically, don't do soaking, and don't do... Uh, jump humping and so i had to look those two terms up yes so we know it has nothing to do with caffeine or sex well it does no so soaking is like the opposite of dry humping you just insert the penis and then just just stay still (laughs) don't move now I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the argument for that not being. Se- it just sounds like terrible sex. I don't understand the argument for that not being sex. And also, if anyone's really doing it, it's got to reason. I mean, that's I like think, putting a cookie in your mouth and not eating it. I think it's a way to try to get around the you can't have premarital sex uh, 
and defining premarital sex is thrusting. But who so, who defines it that way? So, you, so as long as you don't thrust, you're not <laughs> breaking your virginity. But then dr- jump humping is What's when you're that? soaking, and then someone, a, a third party, jumps on the bed. And, Are you serious? And then that you're not doing it, but the motion of the bed creates the thrust. So again, still technically you're a virgin. Wow. Wait, oh, is this God. real? It's, honey, it's in the urban dictionary, so it must be real. Because imagine you tweeted something about it. Imagine like arranging Okay, I'm gonna put my dick in her and then Brian's gonna come over and jump yeah. on the bed. Like what a at this lot. point, what's happening? Listen, it's it's a religion where people, polygamous sex, polyamory isn't frowned upon. So jump pumping is part, maybe part of the religion. (laughs) Well, isn't that why, isn't that why uh, Justice Kavanaugh almost didn't get confirmed? Wasn't he, wasn't, weren't those some of the specifics of what he was doing? I'm sure he's I think Squee jumped on the bed. Oh yeah, Squee. 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 Those parties, man. Good so thing I mu- Squee's name was in the calendar. Yeah, I must say, in de- in de- uh, because Jenna and Al, who used to be regulars on the show and are coming up in November, they are Mormons, and they have said they do not. They're not into polyamory. They like, don't jump uh, hump, and they don't. Sorry. Well, no, we have. I mean, we got to find out what they think of soaking and jump humping. But <laughs> the multiple wives thing, I think. Many Mormons, I don't want to, I, I shouldn't speak for any of them, but my sense is many Mormons are like, I really wish the more, the fundamentalist Mormons who are doing the polyamory would stop because it is making us look bad in the eyes of everyone. I mean, to be fair, it's part of the history of the church, though, right? Yes. Like, I mean, right. But I'm just saying, it's not like, I'm just saying, right. I'm just saying there's plenty of Mormons who are like not into that aspect of it. That's kind of, I, I, that's a cheat. That's kind of like it when you see a vampire movie. I hate when they play with the rules, the ground rules that have long been established about vampires. You don't get to make up the things when they're always like, oh yeah, the, the thing with the mirror, that's, that's not true. In oh, yeah. certain vampire movies, like, no, 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 you don't get the, but the, the, the ground rules have been laid out previously you don't get to pick and choose what you want same goes with your mormonism dave where do you you're come either from? you're either in for soaking for a penny or you're <laughs> bouncing on the bed for a pound dave where do you come down on this vampire rule they have to be invited in is that like vampire canon or is that newfangled vampire bullshit no, I think I I abide. I'm old school with my with my vampires. In fact, I like to use whenever the subject is brought up. I like to go with Anthony Hopkins' pronunciation from the 1989 uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and call them vampire. <laughs> but I, I like Ooh. I like to try the accent. I can't do it. He's like he is vampire. Do you know? vampires like, vampire. need an evite to come in? Yeah, can I, they- I'd like to think they do. Um. Okay. We got, there's some there's some end of the show biz I got to get to, uh, but first I just have to say because it's in my head and I have to say everything in my head. Um, you know I've heard people say that virginity is just to go back to this soaking thing and if you define sure. sex as thrusting. I don't know why I'm engaging with this, but I have to. My boyfriend uh, and I have been soaking this entire time. Oh and wow, no one knows. that's the great thing about soaking. It, it's, it's like microdosing. Just, you, you can you can you soak all know. day. Right. You don't know what's going on below this table. I have yeah. no idea. But I mean, if there's an earthquake, that's like God jump pumping you. Yes, that breaks the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people say that virginity is a construct 
And I get that. That being said, well, like how we define it, you know, but, but how I personally define it, to me, the thing, and I'm making a crude hand gesture, the, the pen, to me, penetration is. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get demonetized for me. X. The way my Judy Bloom reading young mind always defined losing your virginity, it was the penetration, not the thrusting. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're okay. So, so to me, Judy, yeah. Well, when I was young, to me, soaking would have been sex. To me, like that's not a loophole. Like that was the the main act. Listen, I'm old school. Like to me, oral is sex. Ooh. You know, but they okay. don't. These kids today, they, it's they, a construct. They define it very, very narrowly. Yeah, this this is yet another great example of uh, of what religion does for our. This is this is a thing soaking, <laughs> Jesus soaking. Christ. right? You know what's Indeed. funny about it? It's like they're trying to make everything so chaste and like pure, but what they've actually done is make it more perverted and weird. <laughs> well, now there's right, three so like, people these and new things. One's yeah. jumping on right. the bed. Yeah, you're getting like a, a another dude to jump on your bed. <laughs> That's very much like I always liked in uh, remember Real Sex on HBO. I always sure. liked that in the formative years of uh, seeing that, and then they would go to the people that were hyper into sexuality, like couples and and orgasms and everything. And I remember the one where they are all nude and they like sit out in a field, and every guy has a ponytail. And uh, all the husbands are, are ponytailed or whatever. And like, they're like, you know, everybody's, you know, entitled to their orgasm. And like, they would like all the strength, like the woman would lay there and she was an unappealing woman by definition. And, that like, show, man. And, and they would lay there and like, and then everybody would like touch them. Like you're stimulating every part of every aspect of them. Like, and like six or eight strangers are all touching them. And then they would, they would have an orgasm and they would, it would be like, be like, Oh, 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 like that. And be like, I don't want it. Like, that's the same thing as soaking. Like, whatever, all this stuff about sex is not for me. I am not, you know. They should have showed that that show to teenagers to turn them off of sex. Yeah, forget about it. Like, you could have a you could have an unwanted baby to deal Mm -hmm. with. Like, no, just just check that lady out. You really want that? Oh, horrible. Oh, my goodness. I would like to say hello and welcome to my new friends with benefits. That's what we call the patrons, except I haven't really stuck with calling them that. But those are people who signed up for my Patreon. Let's do it. Top level patriots get the soap. Hello and welcome to Alicia Venus, Jason R, Amanda, who has, um, she went from being a monthly subscriber to an annual subscriber, and then Crispin C, who signed up as an annual subscriber. Hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are enjoying all your benefits. Um, Tony, I feel like there's something else I do before the plugs, but maybe there isn't. 
I mean, this is normally where there's a segment if we do a segment, but I know we're kind of running long here. So yeah, we're running a little long. Is. So I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna, we're gonna put a pin in that segment. Come back to it. That segment being just me or everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is there another segment I do? What is happening? You should. Listen I mean, to your there show. is, but usually, I guess on the. I don't. On the I don't care show, for so. my show. Um, listen, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps out the show so much. It helps out the mysterious algorithm. Tell your friends. Make sure you're subscribed or following or whatever the terminology is in your app of choice. Um, retweet okay. my tweets. Retweet my tweets because sometimes I'll tweet about the show and then it doesn't get a lot of it doesn't get enough retweets for my liking. And I think this could have used some some more retweets, please. So um, that feels pathetic. I'm crazy, but I'm crazy. I didn't even get into my like two to three day just nonstop arguing with ding-dongs on Instagram. I'll just get into that real fast without going into details, even though I made it seem like I'm ending the show, and I am. We had Pete Holmes. Oh, this week, Allie McKay. She is a a goddamn delight. Please listen to that show. Uh, It's also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. And then we already recorded the upcoming, when you hear this, the soonest Monday episode. What did you say, Daniel? Next week. Yes. With Pete Holmes, he's gotten off of social media quite a bit. And it's like, you know, brought him all sorts of calmness and zen and um, he, an entirely new life free of bullshit from the past and whatnot. And so it turned out that he was only on it for like an hour, half a day. And I was like, wow. Because according to my screen report, which Apple insists on giving me, I'm, it's for me right now, it's up to like, seven and a half hours which is an so, yeah i felt embarrassed saying that in front of him and then we talked about how like and i use the term compulsion phone addiction compulsion and but he like held up a mirror to me and i was like yeah it really it really is a problem i really need to work on it so i think it's like i'm the person who like is thinking about going to a meeting for my addiction and so I decided to have a last hurrah. And I really m- spent most of the weekend just tunnel visioned <laughs> on my phone, engaging in all sorts of bad behavior. Um, May I just say that one of your thing. posts. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, no. Go ahead. One of your posts, Allison, inspired me to troll an anti-vaxxer, though. A really? famous anti-vaxxer. You may have seen it. I just was it- wrote under her it was Candace Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. And I just wrote under her post where she said, I believe in freedom and I also believe in long walks in the sun or something. And yeah. I just wrote, gross, exclamation point. Oh, yeah. And she deleted I did see it. that. <laughs> she deleted yours? I, sh- I think she did, yeah. Which I'm is surprised fine. she left mine up because I uh, trolled her as well. I, didn't, I don't feel that I was trolling. Troll, it was you just, just argued. Speaking out against it, but then like all the, it's like there's so many people have engaged with mine. There's like hundreds of comments under my comment uh, on her post. Anyway. You were just I out mean, there changing minds, honey. You were just <laughs> one after the other. Boom, boom. Flipping them. Flipping them I mean, from anti-vax. What a, what a waste. I look at it as my last hurrah before I take care of this phone addiction I have. But I mean, it just... Anyway, I, there was no point to that. It's just what I've been doing with my time. Okay. So please use your phone to let people know about my show. 
Leave us a nice comment. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Dave, where can we find you? What should we be on the lookout for? Plug your stuff. I mean, there are any number of uh, you can find me soaking and <laughs> not on a double date jokes I could make, but uh, track me down. <laughs> Minus three podcast, extra points podcast, all available for you wherever you find podcasts that you like. You may like this one. You may not like these shows. Check them out and at Damashek on Twitter. That's the end of that. Wonderful. Robin, what about you? You know, I've, I, after all these years of Twitter being around, I still haven't discovered my Twitter voice. So I, 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 I would direct you to my Instagram, which is just at Robin Shore, R-O-B-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. And maybe one of these days I'll use my new microphone to podcast another podcast. Yes. To cast another pod. It's we'll time. See. The people demand it. There's not enough podcasts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will be the, the, the one that everyone listens to. Yes. Um, I we learned it. a lot about each other in this conversation, much more than your <laughs> typical double date for real. Didn't you let we that know Quants doesn't like jangly guitars. We know that, uh, Allison is, I mean, I, not to like the warden in, uh, that movie, the, the jail movie, uh, Green Mile. Up to, no, the more famous one, um, Shawshank. Shawshank, uh, the warden there, uh, Allison Rosen, a young one, obtuse enough to not figure out that she was Jewish, despite the preponderance of evidence. I know. <laughs> it's insane. That's crazy. The only one who remains a nut yet uncracked, the Thax man. Right? Yep. And Tony, it's I saw like his, al- his no, alter ego is behind you. Uh, I mean, like Robin, proposed, Tony- Robin proposed in between uh, guttural... Uh, noises fly and chunks of whatever flying out of her. Marry me. <laughs> well, I guess we As know I about the dying. pumpkin guy. The pumpkin guy is like Tony's alter ego, just right behind him. Tony, I saw an ad on <clears throat> Instagram. Um, it's weird. I was only on there for a second this weekend. I saw an ad for a Zoom robe <laughs> or a meeting robe or something. It's like, not sure what to wear on your Zooms. Wear this robe. And I thought of you, Tony. Because Tony doesn't, like, he, he does not indulge in bathrobes. So. And I hate Zoom. So it's like a nightmare <laughs> all around. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, D- Daniel, what about you? Uh, follow me at uh, Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Quants! And Tony? <laughs> I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton! My podcast, Bizarre <laughs> Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, I will be in Chicago next 20 uh next week the 21st and 22nd with don't stop or will die playing two shows at the subterranean i believe friday sold out but thursday tickets are still available get on it guys thank you so much this was so much fun listeners thank you for listening i love you you matter goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show Go. Yeah, Alison Rosie.